Welcome to Worship with Central Presbyterian Church, 133 Genesee Street in the village of Avon, Reverend Karen Farmer, Pastor. Jesus Christ, you're welcome to worship on this Sunday morning, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. To this peace we are called as members of a single body. The peace of Christ be with you all. turn to our call to worship. Praise the Lord. It is good to sing God's praises. God is gracious and God builds up. God gathers the outcasts and heals the brokenhearted. Praise is our Lord and abundant in power. The Lord lifts the downtrodden and feeds the world. God takes pleasure in those who hope in him. Let us worship God.
Please join me in our prayer of the day. Most holy God, the earth is full with your glory, and in your presence angels stand in awe. Enlarge our vision that we may recognize your power at work in your Son, and join the apostles and prophets as heralds of your saving word. We ask this through Jesus Christ. Amen. morning. Please join with me for the prayer for illumination. God of mercy, grant that the word you speak this day may take root in our hearts and bear fruit to your honor and glory. For the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The reading from today is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Verses 21 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away like shaft. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk 
and not be faint. And this ends the first reading. Our second reading 
for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. Let us listen for God's word. They went to Capernaum. When the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught, and they were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent. Come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed and kept on asking one another, what is this? It's a new teaching with authority, and he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. And as soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed Simon and his companions hunted for him, and when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. And he answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns also, so I can proclaim the message there. It's what I came out to do. He went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues, casting out demons. Ends our gospel reading. We wonder what's going on. Jesus has a limited amount of time to get his message out. And here he is telling at least the demons not to say anything. Why not? Because they know who he is. Jesus does this repeatedly in the Gospel of Mark. He goes and he heals somebody and he says, don't tell anyone. Don't say a word. In some cases, the directions are go, show yourselves to the priest so they can verify that you are indeed cured. Make whatever the required offering is. And Go about your life. You've been healed. But there's that weirdness. Don't say anything. Apparently all advertising and all fame isn't good. In biblical language, it's called the messianic secret. But as I started looking again through the Gospel of Mark, I realized Jesus actually doesn't say much in the Gospel. 
For fun, I have a red letter Bible. You know the red letter ones where Jesus' words are in red, so they stand out from the page. If you go through and flip through, you will see in Mark, there are whole pages where Jesus doesn't say a thing. Matthew, you got the Sermon on the Mount. You have chapters of Jesus talking. Gospel of John, you have chapters of Jesus talking. Luke, it's the same, except it's the Sermon on the Plain. And still, it's chapters of Jesus talking. Mark, he doesn't say much. His first words, in fact, are very similar to what John says before John's arrested. Now, we all might want to stop him right there. John the Baptist just got arrested. Why are you going out with exactly the same message? Did you miss where it got him? But Jesus goes right on out and he says the same stuff. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. God is coming near. Believe. Repent. He calls his first disciples tells them he needs them to fish for people. And he tells an evil spirit to be silent and come out. It's the first things he says. In fact, if you look at Mark, there's the opening of John the Baptist, there's his baptism, there's his temptation. And Jesus says nothing in all of those in the Gospel of Mark. He heals Simon Peter's mother-in-law. A huge crowd gathers around, and he won't let the demons say anything. Now, I can imagine you don't let the demons say anything because that's bad press. But maybe Jesus wanted the knowledge of who he is to be based on his actions and not on the words of defeated demons. Jesus heads off to pray alone. And when his disciples finally find him and announce that people are looking for him, Jesus says it's time to move on. Because he needs to preach in other places. So then I went back through thinking, I missed his sermon. Because Jesus has to preach in other places. We're still in chapter 1. I couldn't have missed much, right? So I go back through and... um, I'm missing his preaching. Couldn't find it. And then I thought of some words of St. Francis. St. Francis says to preach always. Use words if necessary. Sometimes it gets gets to be preach always. Use words if you have to. Jesus is preaching in Mark without words. 
He is going around. He is healing people. And he's saying nothing. And so I started looking ahead. And you know what I found out? I found out that every single time Jesus speaks, people start to argue with him. So maybe you preach without words because you don't need an argument. There's a paralyzed man that he heals. But the first thing he does is he forgives him. And immediately there's the argument, only God can forgive. Jesus says, okay. Is it easier to forgive somebody or is it easier to heal a paralyzed man? And he says to those arguing with him, just so you know that I do have the authority to forgive, he tells the paralyzed man to get up walk it's a walking living example both that Jesus is God and therefore can forgive but also that people can forgive forgive each other the next thing you see when Jesus is speaking is he invites Levi a tax collector to join him and again Jesus opens his mouth, says, come join us. And again, everybody's arguing with him. (laughs) You shouldn't be hanging around with sinners like tax collectors. It's like he can't do anything without somebody arguing with him. He shouldn't consort with those sinners. The words bring out the arguments. Jesus goes around quietly healing the sick, and it is hard to argue against that. But perhaps as I went through this again, I wondered if Jesus is actually setting the example for us to follow. Spend time in prayer. And then go about God's business. Feed the hungry, sit with the lonely, welcome everyone. And perhaps in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is saying, don't make any speeches about it. Just do it. People will notice if we are quietly going about doing good. People will notice if when good things happen that can be traced back, to hear and to Jesus. The world is filled with words, promotions, ads. If we're quiet, it might stand out in unexpected ways, in a world that expects everybody to be yelling or shouting or pontificating all the time. Mark might be hinting that there are situations in which we might get the word out best if we say nothing. 
but work on doing. Showing God's love in our actions. Recognizing the value in every single person. Giving people hope. You see, the funny thing with that messianic secret and the words Jesus says to not tell anybody doesn't work. (laughs) Time and time again, it doesn't work because the people that are healed and the people that are welcomed and the people who are loved tell other people what happened to them. It's good news and it's awesome news and they can't quite seem to keep it to themselves. I think perhaps the lesson is that the actions inspire the words. And when the actions come first, sometimes the words, when they are spoken, are even more meaningful. Or the way that I was taught it when I was a kid is sometimes actions speak louder than words. So as we go about our lives and we go about our days, let us remember that we are always preaching. All of us are always preaching. Sometimes we might need to use words less and actions more as a way to get the actual word out. Amen. been listening to the 10 a.m. service from Central Presbyterian Church in the village of Avon. This radio ministry has been made possible by Stokey Farms, 656 South Road in Scottsville. We at Central Presbyterian Church believe that the love of God should flow through us to our members, our community, our nation, and the world. Visit us on the web at cpcavon.org or call 226-2626.